a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a brand new episode of the RSL Show on the KSL Sports Network. It's the intern, Alex, and I'm going on solo today um, just to kind of catch you guys up on what's been a crazy week for RSL. We had the Open Cup match. There was the Miram trade as well as the uh, closing of the transfer window in Major League Soccer. Um, So we'll jump right into it. First things first, Monday afternoon. It's a uh, it was a quiet day. Not a lot of things were happening until a lot of things were happening, including Justin Miram, the longtime MLS veteran, traded to Charlotte uh, over in the Eastern Conference in exchange for Andre Shinyashiki, who is a former Colorado Rapids player. Um, at the time, not a lot of details were presented on with the trade. There wasn't a lot of um, other information to go off of, of what was happening. Um, and we just kind of waited. We just waited for the club to release an official statement, um, release the official press release regarding the details of the Andre Shinashiki Justin Miram trade. And it didn't come. We waited. Open Cup game happened. And then... Today, recording this on Thursday afternoon, it was announced that Justin Miram indeed will be traded to the Charlotte uh, FC, but Andre Shinyashiki will not be coming over to RSL. Um, instead, there was last-minute negotiations that happened with the trade. The original trade kind of fell through, um, and instead RSL will be getting GAM. Um, in exchange for the services of Justin Miram. It'll be um, 200000 in GAM split over two seasons with the possibility of another 150000 depending on certain milestones being reached by Justin and his time at Charlotte. Um, obviously, we wish Justin Miram nothing but the best. Um, he was a vital part of the squad Um, in that 2021 run to the Western Conference Finals. Um, He played an integral part last year as well, but with the addition of Andres Gomez, as well as um, Jefferson Savarino, Miriam's playing time here at RSL has been reduced significantly this season. And, you know, it's a good move for for Miriam. It's a good move for RSL to offload a higher salary for, for kind of a bench player. 
Now, again, the original move was supposed to be Andre Shinyashiki coming over from Charlotte to RSL. Um, on paper, he's younger. There is less of a, of a, a wage bill on Shinyashiki. And it, it made sense. It made sense for RSL to kind of start looking ahead, hopefully to the summer transfer window, um, looking to make some important moves there. And at the like I said, at the time, it made sense. Um, come Thursday we find that the deal had changed from what it was originally supposed to be to something completely different, which is that GAM deal that became official uh, earlier today. A lot of questions um, about, you know, kind of what happened behind the scenes, a lot of interesting takes on social media as well uh, regarding the trade, including comments about or from christian lotanzio the head coach of charlotte who refused to speak on a matter as to why shinashiki has been excluded from the squad um, over the course of the last couple weeks he's not the only player um, there are more players on that charlotte roster that for some reason are in the doghouse um but it was leaked um, as well earlier today that Shinyashiki is under investigation by the league and by Charlotte. And so maybe that had a big part to play as to why Andre, um, why the original deal with Andre fell through. Now we don't know any details and obviously it's not our position to speculate, but it starts to make more sense as to why you know, we played an Open Cup game before an announcement was even made. Why it took this long for any details on the trade to come out. Um, so, yeah, very interesting situation where, you know, we lose Justin Miram, but we do get that gam um, in return. I know a lot of the guys here on the RSL show were big fans of Justin Miram. A lot of the fan base, too, is, uh, you know, he was one of the... Um, one of the fan favorites, I suppose. But, you know, he'll be missed. He'll be missed. Even if he was just kind of a depth piece this year, even if he was just a guy coming off the bench, you know, there's no denying that he almost had that super sub role. He almost, he was one of those guys where you can kind of count on him to come off the bench, um, no matter what, no matter the situation of the game and have an impact of some sort. We you know we saw it against FC Dallas where he came off the bench and assisted Jefferson Savarino on the lone goal that we had in Frisco. Um, so he will be missed. And especially now that, you know, we lose a player and don't really necessarily bring in a replacement for that player. Hopefully something's in the work. Um, looking ahead to the summer transfer window as that's another void of an attacking player who just right now... You can you can say that Andres Gomez is the replacement, but re looking now kind of at our depth options on the wing, it's a lot. Le it's a lot more scarce, you know, than than with Miram. Um, before I felt comfortable with Justin Miram and Michael Chang on the wing, but now that it's just Michael Chang, uh, maybe we need something else or someone else from, you know, the Monarchs or or whatnot to step up and, and fill that void left behind in the attack by Justin Miram. Moving on now as, you know, Monday was the transfer deadline day. Um, 
it was the, the end of the window for Major League Soccer. A couple teams making moves, um, including LA Galaxy, who signed a couple of young uh, former LA products, LA Academy products, um, including a center back from Club Bruges and Dejome, the winger from the Vancouver Whitecaps who moved over to DC United. Um, a couple of just smaller kind of finish building the roster moves around Major League Soccer on Monday. Nothing too crazy um, on deadline day, which leads us into our next big uh, news topic, um, which has to be, of course, the U.S. Open Cup match against the Las Vegas Lights. Arcel heading on the road to take on Las Vegas Wednesday evening. Um, in a game that, you know, wasn't the best, but luckily Arsenal was able to pull out with a win. It, it was really interesting to, to see the broadcast. First of all, big shout out to KSL, um, for streaming the game, for allowing us the opportunity to watch the Open Cup match. Uh, big shout out to the KSL Sports Network. Big shout out to Lennon Southwick, who was calling the match, but, it was interesting to see that stat that they pulled up right at the beginning of the game where it said that Arcel hadn't won a game on the road in an Open Cup match. It kind of set the stage for what we were about to see because Arcel came out with a rotated lineup, obviously. It's the Open Cup. Um, it's a good opportunity to let these younger guys step up and, and you know show us what they got. Um, but they ended up playing with a three in the back, um, getting going away from their typical 4-4-2, and it was rough. It was it was rough. There was moments where it just looked so unorganized. It didn't look like good soccer. Um, and I think defensively, the team really struggled. Luckily, uh, uh, Las Vegas couldn't put anything past Big Gavin Beavers, who had a, such a good game. Um, but we'll, we'll break it down. The initial 11 is released for the match. And I remember looking at it and thinking that it was a pretty solid lineup. You know, I, I liked it. You had Holtz, Glad, and Delance Pierre holding it down at the center back position with three in the back. Uh, Michael Chang and Mechanelli kind of playing that wing back role. Pablo Ruiz and Brian Ojeda in the midfield. And then Diego Luna getting the start at the 10 with Demir Krylak and Elijah Paul up top. It's a good mix of experience. It's a good mix of youth, which is something that I know I've been asking for in previous podcasts. But unfortunately, it just didn't really go the way that I thought it was going to go. I don't know if it was the change in formation. I don't know if it was the, uh, I guess, just playing an open cup match in Las Vegas away from home. But... It was rough. I think the first 10 minutes, RSL kind of, they did well offensively, well enough offensively. They had a couple of good looks, not nothing too crazy as far as opportunities go. But then things just kind of fell apart. Um, the midfield was started to struggle defensively. I think Dylan's pair had a rough night and Las Vegas was starting to take advantage of it. Las Vegas kind of grew into the match. They started picking apart the defense. They had a lot of good opportunities in behind. Again, big credit to the 17-year-old Gavin Beavers 
Um, a lot of his saves were vital to keeping RSL in this one, but LA or Las Vegas had way too many opportunities in the first half. Um, and it was just due to, uh, I don't know, lack of com- defensive communication. It was the three in the back just wasn't working out. A lot of defensive errors, a lot of sloppy, bad giveaways in the midfield. And it was looking rough. There was like a 10 minute. No, not even 10. It was like a five-minute run where Vegas just had so many opportunities right before the final whistle. And it came at the perfect time for RSL to kind of go back into the half, regroup, reorganize. But they came back into the second half kind of looking the same way. And then the subs is kind of what changed the match, in my opinion. Um, There was a couple of substitutions and and a change in formation where we saw Emeka switch kind of more into that midfield role and it looks a lot better it looked a lot better with him with uh, Ameka and Ojeda rather than uh, Ojeda and Ruiz um, and the three in the back in the first half but Arsenal was starting to build an attack Arsenal was starting to build out of build out of the midfield was starting to build um, good opportunities um, but even then Vegas had their own fair share I think there was a couple of opportunities from Las Vegas that came off of Gavin's post um, but it was, I think the first just 90 minutes overall of this one was rough. It was, it wasn't pretty. It, it wasn't good soccer. Um, and then obviously zero zero, uh, at the full 90, we go into extra time, but even in a, in a 90 minutes where Arsenal looked rough, there were still some positives obviously to take out of this one. I think Gavin Beavers, um, is, was a big takeaway from this one. He looked a lot better than he did against Columbus, um, maybe just because it was the different types of competition. Uh, regardless, Gavin had a lot of good opportunities and a lot of saves that kind of kept Arcel in this one. Another big positive for me was Ameka, who started off rough as that wingback. He didn't really have the best game as um, when he was playing the wingback position in the in the back three. However, once he got moved up to the midfield, he looked a lot better. He looked a lot more comfortable. Um, and that that was a positive takeaway for me um, in the way that Emeka played kind of that double pivot alongside Brian Ojeda. And then Diego Luna wasn't bad. Diego Luna looked pretty good. Uh, there was moments where, where Demir, and we'll get into Demir here in a second, but there was moments where Demir, who was playing the nine, would drop back into that kind of hybrid 10 role that we've seen him do time and time again. Um, and it kind of pushed Luna out to the wings, and he kind of disappeared in those moments. I didn't really like seeing uh, when Luna uh, was playing out wide just because I feel like he didn't really do much to try to get himself involved into the attack. He didn't really do much to get in- involved into the game. But once, once he kind of came back, moved more centrally again, he looked a lot better. Um, that's one of the positives to take away from from Luna's play. I think as far as Demir goes, I, he's not 100% yet in my eyes. I think, you know, obviously having that year off um, due to injury, it takes away the form, it takes away the fitness, um, the sharpness of the player, and he's still not 100% there. But I think getting the, double, the two goals, uh, getting the brace will help him out a lot confidence-wise. Now he just needs the minutes, the consistent minutes to back it up um, and try to figure out how, where is the best place 
to play Demir Krylak? Is it at the nine? Is it in that hybrid ten? Um, whatever the case is, he just needs to have those minutes, continue to get those minutes to um, re- regain the sharpness and regain the form that he had, obviously, in 2021. Um, and then kind of just build off. Of, this is a good performance to build off for Demir. This is a good, um, especially after getting the two, it's a good way to just build that confidence and, and try to get back into the rhythm of competition um, for El Capitan Demir Krylak. I think Bertin Jackson came on and had a really, really good game. He had a really good showing. Um, I think there was a lot more wide play, a lot more wing play, a lot more attack on the wings when Jackson came onto the field. Uh, and he looked good. Um surprised that he hasn't had a shot uh, for his MLS, MLS debut yet. But he looked pretty good uh, for the moments that he had. And then... We get to the, the end of 90. We're tied at zero. It's just been a, a, an unorganized, rough performance from RSL. And we're sitting on the couch thinking, wow, we have to watch another 30 minutes on this baseball makeshift soccer field. And we get into the, the second there. We get into the 90. We get into overtime. And RSL did a good job of just building off the momentum that they had going into the final like 10 minutes because the in the 80th through the 90th, I think Arsenal had some good opportunities. Um, I think a lot of, like I said, a lot of it changed once Jackson came onto the field. Um, but just building off of what they'd created in the last 10 minutes of, of regular regulation, of regular time, took taking that into overtime, having a couple good opportunities in the first 15, and then um, there was a couple free kicks, I think set-piece opportunities too, where Arsenal came close to scoring. I remember there was that free kick that Yakison played into Demir. Um, and Demir had it right in front of uh, Leo Diaz, the goalkeeper of the Las Vegas Lights, and just blasted it over the bar. And I remember thinking, oh no, Demir. Like that was the golden opportunity. And I thought, you know, Arsenal wasn't, was going to struggle to find another one, another good opportunity like that. Luckily, moments later, they go to the corner. It's the 105th minute. Yakison takes and Demir Krylak, vintage Krylak, just rises up like a salmon, puts it in the back of the net, and RSL lead. one nothing. We go into the half of overtime. We start the second, and I don't remember what minute exactly, but I remember Yakison had one, one-on-one against the keeper. He's in behind. He's a 1v1 against Diaz, and he just blasts it past the left post. Can't keep it on frame, can't put it on frame, and we miss out on an opportunity to go up to nothing. There is a saying in Mexican soccer, there's a saying in Liga Mackeys, where goles que no metes, te meten, and it basically just means goals you don't score, you know, they score on you. And so literally within minutes of Yakison um, missing that 1v1 opportunity, L, or Las Vegas goes down, they get the equalizer, and uh, I remember just watching that and I was like, wow, that is the perfect, that's, that's the most RSL thing, to have an opportunity 1v1, miss, and then concede the equalizer like that. And then all of a sudden, penalties are on my mind again. 
I'm like, this one's going to PKs. We're not going to score again. Um, and yeah, luckily, Demir Krylak, the king, goes down, gets the 2-1, gets his double, and all hope is restored as Danny Mufsoski gets on the board as well, scores his first ever goal with RSL, albeit in the Open Cup, and RSL walks out somehow with a 3-1 victory against the Las Vegas Lights to advance in the Open Cup. My overall take on this game is obviously it was far from pretty. It was at times ugly, very disorganized, and Arsenal needs to do better. However, that's the beauty of cup competition. It doesn't need to be the best performance. You just need those moments of the miracle magic where you score some goals and do enough to just pull out the result advance and live to see another day in the open cup and of course i have to give the shout out to andres gomez who i think if gomez didn't sub into this one we probably would have gone to pks he was instrumental um to rsl's second goal obviously got the assist on dami's sec on the sec dami's second goal and then um just brought a spark into the attack the second he came on. And I think without Andres on the field, we probably would have gone to PKs. And who knows what would have happened from 12 yards out. The draw also happened today. Uh, RSL drew an away trip to the Portland Timbers in the next round of the Open Cup. So, yeah. Again, just not a pretty performance. Um, they need to clean things up. And possibly maybe not experiment with the formation. Um, Portland is a different opponent. It's a different, comp- it's a different level of competition. You know, Las Vegas, while they had their opportunities and probably could have gone ahead had they had more clinical finishers. Um, if RSL plays anything like the, the way that they played against Vegas, against Portland, you know, Portland will capitalize on those opportunities. Portland will take advantage of those opportunities. So they need to clean things up for the next round of the Open Cup. Um, that'll pretty much do it for this episode of the RSL Show. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Uh, this is, again, the intern Alex bringing you just a quick solo episode, just a quick recap of the Miram Trade and the Open Cup match. This weekend we have Seattle at home um, and then and then Houston away. Um, so we'll be back next week uh, with the rest of the guys to bring you the recap of the Seattle match, um, as well as looking ahead to that Houston game for Seattle this weekend. Just keep in mind that the Seattle Sounders have not won in the state of Utah since 2012. They haven't won a regular season game in the state of Utah since 2011. And since 2013, Seattle has only managed one draw in Utah. The rest of the matches the rest of their visits here to utah have all been rsl wins so the odds are in rsl's favor this weekend i hope i didn't just jinx them uh, because i dropped those stats it'll be a fun matchup it'll be a good matchup uh seattle struggling to find their form again after that 4-1 loss to the portland timbers so it'll be interesting to see how rsl builds not only off the vegas win from wednesday um but also the nice performances that they have coming into this match against the Sounders.
That's going to do it for this episode of the Art Cell Show. I'm intern Alex Napolis. Make sure to go follow us on IG, follow us on Twitter, go subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, we'll be posting a lot more content there in the following weeks. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to the RSL show on the KSL Sports Network. Keep it here for the best RSL content. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.